0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Going for Two with Jack Taylor. My name is Jack Taylor. And my name is Hunter Two. And we are so excited that the Mississippi State football season is getting started this week. Um, Man, it's been a while since we've done a real episode, like previewing a game, and I'm so pumped right now. Dude, me too. Um, I know, going against Memphis, which brings out some bad memories of last year, um, both in the game against Memphis and the game against Texas Tech, so... um, I mean, I, I guess a lot can go wrong here, uh, especially to start off a season. But man, I, I just—it's football season. It's back. Yeah. So, um, no week zero to talk about. Yeah. I mean, it's really, nothing happened. Yeah. That that we could, should even talk about. I mean, I know we talked about it in our in our preview or premiere of season six. Is that right? Is that right? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. But uh, anyway, um, Hunter, what do we have in store today? Before I do my do my little special
1: segment. Yeah, so I guess we're going to call that a critique, or maybe, I don't know. Um, So, <laughs> yeah. you know, as we do it, we're going to do the game preview. <sighs> and then we're going to do our picks for the week, and then we're closing it out with our favorite topic, Instagram questions.
0: You guys pulled through today because we forgot
1: about that until
0: about 2 o'clock this afternoon. Uh, me and Hunter both posted question prompts at the same exact time, uh, and one of us had to delete ours, so we'll, we'll let you decide who... Who had to delete theirs <laughs> but uh, anyway so without further ado I don't have any um, movie critiques or any, any advice right now I do want to um, in the spirit of the Memphis game just give my, um, my, my monologue uh, from what happened last year it's actually not my words but the SEC's words and I'm going to attempt to read um, from a screen on live on the podcast for the first time ever okay, So go for it bear bear with me so a statement on the mississippi state at memphis game at 558 in the fourth quarter of the mississippi state at memphis game mississippi state punts the ball downfield where the loose ball touches multiple kicking team players before a receiving team player picks up the ball and run, returns it for a touchdown the kicked ball remained alive by rule since it was not possessed by a player nor did it come to rest in bounds with no player attempting to secure it on the play, the back judge gave a signal, stop the clock. Uh, signal, gave a single stop the clock signal immediately after the receiving team possessed the ball. The inadvertent si- signal aspect of the play is reviewable, and replay should have stopped the game to review for a potential inadvertent signal. The subsequent review would have placed the ball at the spot where the signal was made. On the same play, two Memphis players were wearing number four, which is a violation and would have resulted in a five-yard penalty on Memphis. <sighs> so obviously yesterday it really does Uh, a a rainy day in memphis seems like it was just yesterday and a play that should never have happened for multiple reasons happened and it was undoubtedly the the play that swung momentum from one side to the next or from one side to the other and and carried memphis the rest of the way Uh, even though we had a a a couple of drives that got us back into the game uh, there was no no getting back those seven points and no getting back the momentum that, that we surrendered there. So that's that's going to be a lot of what we're talking about. We're going to talk about the player that did it. We're going to talk about the effect that it had on the game. And we're going to talk about how that's not going to happen again this year, surely, because that's only going to ever happen one time in a game. Um, hopefully. Hopefully. I wonder yeah. if it's the um, same refs.
1: Do you, think, do you think they'd give us them
0: again? There is – I mean – that seems like something messed up that the SEC would do to us, but, um, and I know Mike Leach isn't going to raise his voice and pitch a fit about it, um, and show that he cares uh, if that does happen. So, um, but anyway, that, that was the SEC's response to what happened last year. And obviously it meant nothing because, uh, the game was already over and we had already lost the game and, um. More things did happen besides that by the way. I mean, it it shouldn't have come down to that play. It shouldn't be, have been a two-point game in either direction. Um but man, it was that was that was depressing. Yeah, that was, that was hard one to of watch.
1: the that was one of the worst points of last year. Like Yeah, I think and, pretty much the worst. After yeah. LSU I was mean, a little was kind of like it, but
0: I mean, both games that that took place in that stadium last year were pretty pretty awful. But at we least we don't talk about the other one. No, no, at we'll least the bowl game, game, we we could just turn it off and say, you know what, we, this we, won't we beat A Yeah, we beat A and M. We beat um, uh, Kentucky. Auburn. We had some Auburn. We had some big wins last year. Um, what what game in the season was the Memphis game last year? Uh, I
1: think like, that was game was it game three. Was uh, game three or game two?
0: Let me see. Football schedule 2021. It was we, game because
1: Louisiana Tech was game
0: one, and we almost lost that. And, yeah. And then NC State. It's, and then Memphis. Yeah. So it was game three. So we didn't have any of our, any of our like bigger wins. yet. I mean NC State was a big win. NC I'll, State I'll say that. Oh, great. Yeah. So coming off of that NC State game, we were like, okay, we might go nine and three, ten and Dude, two. If yeah, this game and, goes differently. Yeah, and then we yeah. have a string like of that in the LSU game that were both decided by less than three points, or three points or less. And That's then why we have the uh, losing the feline. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so between those two games that we just mentioned and then the Arkansas game, we had three games that were very, very just gut-wrenching because they were decided by three points or less, and we, we can point to – two two plays in all of those games and say if these had gone differently we win these games and and our season looks dramatically different so uh, but the memphis game is the one that stings because it isn't an sec opponent it's a a team that you look on your schedule and you you have to win that game Mm -hmm. and um so it hurts so the first thing we want to talk about in our game preview that is essentially a game review of our memphis game last year because we don't we haven't seen the, this Mississippi State team play. Uh, we haven't seen this Memphis team play. So it's really just a guess of what we're going to look like. Um, one thing we know that Memphis isn't going to look like is uh, they're not going to have Calvin Austin III. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. yeah. you tell us a little bit about the
1: effect he had on last year's game? So so, I have the scoring summary pulled up. And okay. going into the third quarter, Mississippi State is up 17-7. Uh, to 7. You know, mm-hmm. decent. Yeah. But then in the third quarter, um Calvin Austin 20, 21 yard pass from Seth Hennigan. It's now seventeen to fourteen. And then yeah. the fourth quarter. This this is just all the scoring that happened. This is going in order these three. Um Calvin Austin twenty five yard pass from Seth Hennigan. Now it's seventeen to twenty one. And then two, two minutes, minutes later, back. Calvin Austin ninety four yard punt return, seventeen mm-hmm. to twenty eight. Yep. Dude, I didn't even – I forgot about them kicking a 51-yard field goal and making it.
0: <laughs> yeah. That one stung too, um, especially knowing that our SEC Off, kicker could never. Our, our kicker um, could never. <laughs> yeah, so Calvin Austin III, uh, like we said, he's the guy who ran back the infamous punt. Um, credit credit to him, absolutely. I mean, it's not his fault that the referees messed up. He had a very heads-up play um, just – Great job by him. I'm not. I'm not saying anything bad about him. He's an incredible player. He's a fourth round pick with the for the Steelers. Um, so he ran he's a, gonna be good. Um, he ran a four three two forty at the NFL Combine. Unbelievable. Uh, no wonder our long snapper couldn't catch him. Um, so, it, but in that game, so the ninety four yard punt return, all that. He also had nine catches for one hundred and five yards and two touchdowns, as Hunter mentioned. Um, and that is a lot of production. That he didn't just have that game. I mean, he was incredible the whole season uh and memphis uh obviously th- is going to be without him in this game and this year so um that's that's a big loss for them uh and you could also point across to us and say we don't have makai polk who is also he had 130 yards in this game um and i think just the one touchdown he might have had two yeah he had the one touchdown late okay yeah um so i mean that's a lot of production lost on our side too and we've talked about that but hey we also this have is a
1: malik keith what- game
0: was it really?
1: nine catches 88 yards one touchdown Here it's a career go.
0: game <laughs> yeah if the Auburn game hadn't happened that would have been his career oh, yeah, I like, forgot <laughs> he had like three touchdown <laughs> catches in that game um yeah so Calvin Austin the third, incredible player and he won't be for, there for Memphis this year Makai Polk like as we've talked about isn't going to be there but um we, we have a room full of guys who can step up and take his place and is so this,
1: is this the game that um jaquavius went down and i'm not sure
0: um i know he had the the fumble early in the game that we're going to talk about but i don't know
1: like got hurt you mean yeah i think i think he may have left the game early i think i don't know i don't, I don't know that may have been 2020 like against arkansas or so. no it was kylan against arkansas but i yeah. thought he did i could be very very wrong though i'm not quite sure i've tried um, to push this the farthest side of my brain
0: yeah i can tell okay so the next player we want to talk about is JJ Russell he's the only defender that um, Memphis had last year that recorded double digit tackles against us and he did that a lot last year he's the fourth in the nation in solo tackles and uh, he was I don't know if he was drafted I'm I'm assuming he was just a free agent uh, picked up by the um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and he got waived yesterday actually but obviously he was a great player last year um, and they're going to be without him. He's not the guy who ran back the the scoop and score that we just talked about. Dequavius Marks having uh, the fumble, but um, he he had ten tackles, I think four tackles for loss, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and mean, he is just an incredible player, and once again, that's a player that Memphis is going to be without. Um, one player, as you have on here, Hunter, that is they're not going to be without is their quarterback, same guy from last year, Seth Hennigan. He's a true true sophomore this year. Um, do we have anything about him? Um,
1: I know that he the wasn't fact- he wasn't supposed to be the starter last year, but okay, he came okay. out and balled out. I mean, beat an SEC opponent. So yeah, that, yeah, that, that's a pretty big one. Um, he had some um, like all freshman like awards and stuff. I mean, he had a he had a really good year for him. Uh, yeah, yeah, fifty nine point eight percent completion percentage, thirty three hundred yards, twenty five touchdowns, eight interceptions. I mean. That's that's a <laughs> that's pretty that good. is a really good year yeah. and and the American was like, I mean it was very competitive last year so yeah for sure, um, so I but mean he's back,
0: serviceable quarterback for sure and uh of course a lot of that probably to do with um Calvin Austin but you know a good quarterback's a good quarterback and we mm-hmm. he's, he's got his chance to prove it now um kind of the same thing with uh, KJ Jefferson at Arkansas now that he doesn't have Traylon Burks, um. I mean, it's just it's time to prove it now. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on. We I read the the statement that um, uh, Memphis's head coach had about this game, and he just made the statement about how young a team Memphis is compared to Mississippi State. Mississippi State. All of our production is back for the most part. I mean, I, obviously a, a glaring hole where Makai Polk was, but. Um, it's like we we know where that production is going to is going to be made up. Yeah. Um, we have guys behind them that like Yeah. Memphis pretty is much right. we know about. Yeah. Memphis, I mean it didn't sound like like their coach knew where that production was going to come from. He he just kept saying how young of a team they were. Seventy percent of their team is a redshirt sophomore or mm. younger. So is this uh,
1: is this COVID redshirt sophomores where they're like twenty six years old, or
0: <laughs> I really don't know if they're getting their master's degrees or if they're in freshman <laughs> psychology. But um... speaking of
1: twenty seven year old freshmen, uh, Kellen Mond was waived yesterday, and today oh, he got man. picked up by the Cleveland Browns. So. Ooh his hopefully careers go in places hopefully he won't learn anything from uh, one of their quarterbacks and maybe he'll learn a lot from Josh Dobbs um, Te-
0: Texas and quarterbacks that go to Cleveland are undefeated bro they they,
1: they always work he's gonna be the he's going be bigger in Cleveland than LeBron
0: mm-hmm.
1: nope <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> yeah um and I guess the only other thing. I have before we get to my, my my points, I'm really excited to talk about. Um, yeah, I'm looking at us. Like I just mentioned, 70% of their team is a redshirt sophomore or younger, whatever they want that to mean. Uh, I'm assuming they're all pretty young and inexperienced. Um, the overwhelming majority of our defensive production is going to be back. I know we've we talked about losing Martin Emerson, but our defense is good. And we had uh, who's it, who it on the D line that didn't play
1: last year? Uh, Jordan Davis.
0: Jordan Davis that's it
1: uh, um, also Crumbody is injured and no one's really sure when he's going to be back so that's something yeah, good luck getting that from our coaching staff yeah
0: um, but I, I miss
1: transparency
0: yeah um, yeah and then in you looked our offensive side Charles cross is missing and Makai Polt they're gonna, they're obviously gone um, but I mean a, a whole lot of our um,
1: of our team is going to look familiar. From the yeah. last and year. and one thing I'm pretty happy that's not going to look familiar is no Scott Lashley. Um, oh my gosh! Yeah, I uh, yeah. I uh, I never drank the Kool Aid on him last year. Um, yeah, this is you're hereby about that. hereby um, not not liking Alabama offensive transfers ever again. Uh, but we love you, Marcus.
0: Marcus Banks. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he's gonna be he's gonna be all SECs. So. Yeah, yeah. I um, mean,
1: just gotta be. May pick him as our uh, dude. We forgot to put on our players of the week. Ooh, dude, you gotta yeah. do that for sure. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna keep talking
0: while you do that. Um, okay. So so last year's issues in this game against Memphis, I think we've we've touched on just about all of them. Um, but Woody marks the fumble that. You know, resulted in a scoop and score that gave Memphis an early lead seven to zero. I think that was in our first possession. Uh, If not, it was our second possession. Um, So obviously that just puts you off in a, you start off the game in a hole. Um, The punt return happened in the fourth quarter, but that obviously, like I said, it it switched the momentum completely. Um, Our finishing in the red zone um, is, is another huge thing. We we failed on a fourth down. um, I think that was in the, late in the third quarter uh, which gave Memphis an opportunity to come down the field they stormed all the way down the field from the two yard line all the way down and um, they they scored a touchdown that got them back into the game so us failing to score in the red zone or us failing to, to settle for a, a field goal resulted in Memphis getting back in it as well mm-hmm. Scott Lashley being the right tackle gave up two sacks in the game that proved to be very very vital going back in and watching the um, the highlights from this game those both of those uh, sacks I think it was yeah, both of those sacks cost us big time. Um, yeah, and then and,
1: one thing that I do remember from last year, uh, Cam Jones, uh, our mm-hmm. new starting right tackle, did not have a good, like, just, like, it wasn't just, like, him getting, like, beat. Like, dude, it was, like, situational penalties. We'd be, like, at, like, third and yeah. two, and then we get a holding call after we just converted. and
0: Yeah. Just, and it's stuff like that that I'm going to talk about in a minute, about it just really not being on Will. I mean, he had a really good game in this one. Um, Something that didn't look good from him was uh, a really, really bad two point conversion. And at the end of this game, we, we score a long touchdown to get within two points and go for two and it was just brutal. I mean we got blow- we
1: got blown up on this play. Yeah, I think um, I blamed uh when I did my review of it, I th- I think I blamed Mackay. I believe bl- really? okay. and- along with some offensive linemen. Mackay yeah. like didn't run a route on it. <laughs> Jeez. Like, it was weird.
0: yeah well i'm gonna with with those things i just pointed out that that really really hurt us in this game and obviously there were a lot of them i have some assumptions that i'm going to make for this year's game um so i assume scott lashley not playing Mm -hmm. um (laughs) i assume our red zone offense is better because i saw it improve from week three last Mm -hmm. year the rest of the year i mean the auburn game was a perfect example of that i think every touchdown we had uh with i think there were six passing touchdowns i know um all of them came in the red zone um i mean we we, we figured out how to score when we got close to the goal yeah. uh, and uh obviously the fluke of the punt return please please do not let this ever happen again um it, it was very very uncommon for our running backs to 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 fumble they were both very very sure-handed and obvi- obviously they're not going to get you know 100-yard games but they're very, very secure with the football. Uh, I mean, that's that's why they're here. because they have good hands. What about um, in, like,
1: a raining game and, like...
0: Okay, November. those aren't fumbles. And that wasn't Dylan. All okay. right. Jaquavius Marks just sucks. Okay, that's what, that's what I'm trying to solve. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, we, and the, the next assumption is this. Another thing that I saw from week three on is that we're better than that game like we're better than we were in that game and and that wasn't proven in the, the the last time we've seen this team play that wasn't proven in the bowl game obviously but we are better than than who we were week three last year and that a lot of that just becomes uh just comes with will rogers our quarterback being more confident each and every week um his decision making has gotten better in the red zone as we've mentioned he's just become a better quarterback. He's even in this game, I mean, we saw him air the ball out for the first time probably in his career, and, and it looked really good, and he did that throughout the year as well. Um, so Sorry just, if you can hear my
1: puppy in the back. I wish that wasn't happening.
0: I really just thought that was you. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so – just just the last thing i have on this will last year against memphis was 50 for 67 with 419 yards three touchdowns to no interceptions um as i mentioned really really good deep throws in that game two of them to Mackay that that connected um and i just i just know his his decision making has gotten better his ability to score in the red zone has gotten better and and that's what it's going to take to beat memphis and to beat every team on our schedule is just when we get down to the field we get down the field. We have to be able to score. Um, so, I think that's all i got. Um, it will be raining, so that's something to keep an eye out for. I'm um, not sure if it's going to be raining all day uh, into into the game time, but um, it, it the forecast says rain. So, yeah, um, that's something to look out for with uh, a pass-heavy offense. So, mm-hmm. all right. Since you put it on there and you've had a little bit of time to think about it, I guess, um, who are
1: your offensive and defensive players of the game? Um, I'm going to take the easy one with number one with offense. I'm going to go with Will okay. Rogers. Okay. And then on defense, give me Jordan Davis. I've been wanting to see him for like two years. And okay. the last guy named Jordan Davis that played in the SEC was pretty good. Yeah, um, I agree. So there's – yeah, that's mine. Okay. I'm going to go um... – Ra-Ra Thomas in this
0: one. Mm-hmm. It's a guy that I don't think Memphis saw him last year. Uh I I'm really am not sure. I'm really not sure when when he came I can't onto the scene.
1: Coming up. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know, you know, he wasn't
0: yeah, not that that really means anything. I mean, I, I, I think if Makai was playing in this game, he'd have a pretty good game against them, and they've seen him before. But uh, I think he's going to be our offensive guy. He's going to catch a lot of balls this year, and this this game especially, to kind of set the tone for the year. Defensive player, I'm going to go with a guy who actually had an interception against Memphis last year. I'm going to go Emmanuel Forbes mm-hmm. to kind of continue to be that rock offensive, defensively. And um, I'll say he gets another interception in this one to start the year off.
1: Okay. Well. All right. I guess it's time for score predictions for this game. Yeah. That, that's will take this one used first. to do. Yeah. You,
0: you did say we're 16 and a half point favorites. Is that right?
1: Uh, Is it 16 or 16 and a half? I don't know. It's been changing. Okay. Um, it is 16.
0: Okay. Um, I'm going to say we win this game 31
1: to 10. Okay. Um, I'm hoping that our offense is better, mm-hmm. so give me 45 to 17. Okay. I, I think we can go out there and put up some points. I mean, late in the okay. season last year, we put up 28 against Arkansas, 43 against Auburn, 55 against Tennessee State, uh, 21 in the rain against Ole Miss, uh, third, uh, and then we don't talk about that game, so... <laughs> But we had we had a good little stretch of scoring there for a while, so I'm yeah, hoping like, it's I, a little bit better than that. So yeah, that's where that pick comes um, in, both of us have us covering.
0: I, I really do. I hope we, we can get into the 40s, just because that would that would make me feel really good. It'd be really cool. We did. Ultimately, I, I I'm very very confident we're gonna win this game. Um, I guess we I guess we. She kind of revealed our last pick for the pick 'em, but it's all good. I, I we, oh yeah, I no surprise. That's how this works? <laughs> it's no <laughs> surprise that we both expect Mississippi State to win this one. I hope we do. Um, I know it's kind of scary just because it is against Memphis, but I think we'll come out ready. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's get into the rest of the
1: pick 'em here. Uh, why don't you start us off with number one, Hunter? Okay. So number one, we have the backyard brawl. Is that what it's called? I wasn't, like, born Ooh, when the first I've never heard. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, yeah, so, so that's what this is. Um, okay. I believe uh, West Virginia was going to, you know, be in the BCS National Championship, and then they mm-hmm. lost to, like, a sucky pit team, I believe okay. is the origin of this. It's there like we go. T- okay. 2006 or something, you know, before I was sentient. Did, um, you, did
0: you just say you weren't
1: born yet? It doesn't feel like it. I don't remember anything. <laughs> What was your first memory you've ever had? Uh, it was actually way before 2006. <laughs> um, I think it was in like two th- What? How old are you when you're in kindergarten? Five? Five, yeah. Okay, so in preschool I brought kittens to K-Day. Because um, <laughs> my cat had kittens. Yeah, so, I like but it. But I also remember getting the cat that had those kittens. So, you know, yeah. I, 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 may, I may remember a while. But I didn't yeah. make any of those decisions. Uh, mm-hmm. wasn't sentient. Didn't have free will. Um, when I when I was five years old, maybe four years old,
0: maybe some <laughs> between the ages of three to five, I um, remember moving to Oxford, and I think I just walked into my new house in Oxford. I looked up at the ceiling fan, and then I just a switch flipped, and I just started remembering stuff. <laughs> like I think my first memory was just like seeing the ceiling of my new house in oxford so anyway um that's that's what i got for you what about this game
1: um yeah it's uh two former uh usc quarterbacks we have jt daniels and forgot the guy for Pitt. Uh, Mm i'm not gonna lie it's not jackson dart Um, it's not so why did i forget his name because he goes to Pitt now i guess but um yeah, excited to see that one. The two former USC quarterbacks is a little bit of a weird thing that you'd never expect. Like yeah, five years it. ago if I told you that, you'd be like, cool. Oh yeah, it's Keaton Slovis. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. For- forgot his name. But um Pitt coming off of the big Kenny Pickett year. Uh don't know if that was just extremely random or maybe they figured something out, but they no longer have that offensive coordinator. Um, mm-hmm. He went to Nebraska and you see what he did so um, to it's a, it's a, what's the opposite of a lateral move? that's an that's a upgrade <laughs> right but, but I think I'm gonna go pit here just because I think the team is better. I haven't right. really heard much from West Virginia since will Greer was there so
0: I like it okay um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go against you on that one I'm gonna say Mountaineer nation let's ride. Um, think, let's, let's, let's let's ear those mountains um, I, I, I'm excited to see JT Daniels play I don't know why he hasn't been playing at Georgia for the last three years two years maybe I don't know um, if he hadn't played against Mississippi State in 2020 we, we would still be talking about a win against Georgia in Athens so um, I, I in my mind that that's like the last memory I have of him he's a great quarterback and he's going to beat Pitt on Thursday Mountains, let's ear. <laughs> Mountain, Mountain Nation, let's ear. Okay, so, um, so
1: that game's on Thursday. And then we have a, we have another game on Thursday, a pretty good one. Um, yeah. We have Penn State going to Purdue. And okay. um, Penn State's not ranked in the top five, so I'm going to take Penn State here. I'm going to take Penn, Penn State as well. I, yeah, uh, I think we're the, picking the, against the second-best quarterback in the Big Ten here, but... Um, Purdue doesn't do anything if it's not. I guess it's he wouldn't be a to- he stage. wouldn't be a top five quarterback in the SEC. He would. <laughs> have, have Will Rogers that? is like number two. He would. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Like we have Anthony Richardson being top five. Come on. Oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> he's, okay
0: he's Dak. But okay. he's Dak. All right, game number three. We're finally moving on to Saturday, Did uh, you pick and P- we P- have. Pick that one. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, we're both going pin. Penn State there. Okay, so game number three. have a fun storyline here. Um, so as you remember, Auburn and Georgia are cross-division rivals. Um, Auburn used to be led by quarterback Bo Nix, who transferred to Oregon, who is now the starting quarterback there. Do you remember um, Bo Nix's first
1: game? His first game. I do not. Against Oregon. Oh, was it? Yeah, the Holy under. I throw. forgot about
0: that. <laughs> I forgot about that. I completely forgot. Okay, so we got number three or number number eleven Oregon with Nix against number three Georgia. He's reuniting with that cross division rival in Atlanta. Um, how do you think this is going?
1: Yeah, I've heard Nix is having fun. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a dark horse for the Heisman here. Um, I hate you. Yeah, picking Georgia here. Uh, okay. As much as I love Bo Nix, he hasn't fared well against Georgia, ever. Mm-hmm. So, but I hear he is having fun. He he got connected with his offensive coordinator. So, yeah. Okay. There you go. Uh, yeah, I'm taking Georgia in this one as well. Uh,
0: I love Bo Nix, and it's always fun to see him have fun. But uh, I'm still going Georgia until I'm I'm gonna say they're good until I'm proven otherwise, or until they play Mississippi State. Okay. Um. Game number four. Still, it, all these games are on Saturday until until we tell you any different. Um, we've, we've got number three, number 23, Cincinnati. Cincinnati? I'm trying to, I'm trying to make everybody number three. But um, anyway, we've got number 23, Cincinnati, at number 19, Arkansas. Man. <laughs> Can we just talk about how brutal Arkansas's non-conference is? Arkansas. This Liberty, for. BYU, and Cincinnati like jeez but anyway um Cincinnati as we know was in the um college football playoff last year played alabama
1: um, pretty well played them well yeah not, not better than lie. better than we did better um, than most people except for LSU Arkansas Auburn Georgia uh arguably Ole Miss Mhm other than those guys oh Tennessee yeah, yeah. um yeah, but played mm-hmm. them pretty well. Yeah, I'm yeah. starting to think that just wasn't a good Alabama team. No,
0: they they were in a rebuilding year, Hunter. Um, and they don't pay pay guys. How are they expected to be good? Yeah, uh, they do know, it the right out There,
1: I'll
0: take I'll take this one first to take the pressure off of you. But I'm gonna go Cincinnati beating Arkansas. Ooh. Um They don't have uh Ritter. Wait, they don't have Desmond Ritter anymore, right? Yeah. Is that correct? Okay. Yeah, he's the um,
1: quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons.
0: Yeah, thought so. Okay, so they don't have Ritter. Arkansas doesn't have Traylon Burks. Uh, we'll see who whose absence is felt the most. Probably going to be Desmond Ritter's, to be completely honest. Yeah, and Sauce uh,
1: Gardner. And, uh, hey, shut up. Was it shut Kobe up. Bryant was their other DB? I think so, yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Cincinnati winning this one, though.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go Arkansas. They still have KJ Jefferson. Mm-hmm. I like it. probably a smart pick Mm -hmm. which is sam Pittman is elite Mm,
0: as (laughs) they say all right number 24 houston traveling to san antonio to play utsa
1: yeah so houston going to the big 12 um Mm -hmm. isn't memphis as well isn't isn't that happening uh i don't i I don't know
0: who the other team is (laughs) is it i think it's just cincinnati right Cincinnati and Houston. Um,
1: and BYU, correct?
0: This all this offseason
1: was I too too
0: much for me. I don't I don't I get anything no anymore. There's Nobody's so going to the rumors, Big Twelve. So many... Nobody's going to the Big Twelve between now and Saturday, so
1: okay. So yeah, um but Houston is going to the Big Twelve. UTSA yeah. had a great year last year. And yeah. uh, Houston Houston feels good about the season, you know maybe one of the better teams in Texas uh, coming off last year and then UTSA is sitting there and you're coming to their house after they just had a big year (laughs) I mean mean, they're now like I get like they were a little brother before I guess I don't know if they like hate each other but (laughs) yeah you you gotta like UTSA here (laughs) getting home home field and everything yeah so Um, I think I'm gonna go with UTSA here just for you know the fun of it Okay, just to
0: go against you because this is the one game on here. I really have no no clue about me. Either. Um, obviously, I didn't have a clue about the Cincinnati Arkansas game, but anyway, um, I'm gonna go Houston there just to just to go against
1: you. Yeah, really no. yeah. Pick pick, right? pick the favorites.
0: <laughs> hmm Yeah. All right, now I'm gonna go number seven Utah at Florida.
1: What do we have here? Um, Flo- uh, Utah changed their quarterback last year. Uh, after they tried charlie bruber for a while and it didn't work and late in the season they were really good with okay i'm not good at college football uh, podcasting because i forgot Mm -hmm. the dude's name and he's like a top 10 quarterback in the nation but let's get some games under us before before we just try all that stuff um but they're going to florida uh florida new head coach still have anthony richardson and this is this is a weird game for utah i I, yeah, I'd be terrified is. to go from Utah to at to the swamp, like yeah, at any honestly. point in the season. And opening up the season, Adam. Yeah, that that's that, that's like I mean, breaks this is, your season easily. This is the game
0: that I mean. I mean, he's it, thrown right into the fire here. Billy Napier has a chance to prove himself as as the new the new guy in town. Um, so it, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait for him to prove that. I'm gonna go Utah until. Um, and I'm just gonna go against Florida until he proves to be that he can he can be any different than any of the other head coaches that Florida has brought out. Um I mean, I thought Dan was Dan was pretty good. So Yeah. I mean Dan did, did go that, to
1: like an SEC championship and almost beat Bama last year and has the quarterback that he needed and was gonna turn him into something like better than Dak. But Yeah. So y'all have
0: y'all 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 kinda get what you get what you're asking for here. Um I hope Utah wins just because of that. I love Dan Mullen and I'll support him until he until I die probably. Um but or until he like
1: comes back to Mississippi. Commits commits some immoral act. I don't know. Until um, the Florida documentary comes out and he was actually yeah. just like holding the gun for Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. so I'm gonna pick Florida here. Anthony Richardson seems really really fun. So mm-hmm. hope he's good this year. Uh yeah. Feel bad for him that he doesn't have the quarterback whisper, but yeah, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure he's pretty good at football. Yeah.
0: All right, game number seven. We we've got number five, Notre Dame, and number two,
1: Ohio, Ohio State State's this winning game? this game by thirty.
0: Um, this this is at Ohio State, correct? yes. Okay, yeah, this is the easiest top five matchup I've ever predicted, and I I, I think Ohio State clears. I mean clears this game
1: and i would Um, have the same reaction with ohio state at home against everyone but Bama. like uh they're they're just winning by 24
0: the last time we saw them play they had the most fun rose bowl i've watched in a very long time against utah that we were just talking Mm -hmm. about uh they ended up winning that game and
1: after going down big early um was that the that one was, where uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba had like three hundred and forty yeah. receiving yards? <laughs> yeah, dude, something. that was <laughs> stupid. So much fun. Yeah,
0: um, it's they're they're so good. And Notre Dame. Um, I, mean, I I want Notre Dame to be good. Their new coach seems really awesome. Um, I mean, I like him way more than I like Brian Kelly already. Um, I, I it's fun when Notre Dame is good, but Ohio State is. I don't understand hating Notre Dame. What? What yeah, exactly I, do you hate? Rudy? I mean <laughs> Rudy was off sides, hunter. He was. stuck, hunter to defend them. Do you hate the gold uh,
1: helmets that are objectively awesome?
0: Do you hate that? I I spent like three years of my life on the anti gold helmet train and ultimately okay. I just had to I had to come back. back come back to the flock, you know. Uh
1: do you um, hate Catholicism perhaps? Uh no comments. Um but yeah, we're both picking Ohio State on that one. Yeah,
0: that was the easy one. Now it comes into a equally as difficult one. Uh, Florida State versus LSU in New Orleans. Um, two teams that have underperformed, I, I guess. LSU for the last two years and Florida State for however long it's been since Jimbo Fisher left. Yeah. Um, I mean, two teams that, again, it's really fun college football
1: is awesome when these two teams are good mm-hmm. um and i remember gonna be a last year me. starting the season florida state went out there and played notre dame like great yeah uh, like Mackenzie milton came in and let her drive and everything mm-hmm. it was like okay florida state may be back but and then notre dame the next week like went into overtime with like toledo so yeah. so that kind of broke that one and i think florida state at the same time was losing to like jacksonville state or something yeah. so how yeah How? how is their coach still employed <laughs> i have I think, no idea i think losing to an fcs opponent is just like kind of you're just you're just gone yeah i don't know i just looking back at florida
0: state schedule from last year they started out 0-4 which kinda doesn't really tell you the whole story because they did play like like you just said, they took Notre Dame to overtime, then lost to Jacksonville State, then um played a really good Wake Forest team. I'm not um, sure if
1: it was Jacksonville State. I just said the first uh No it was, CS- it was. Oh, cool. Look I'm at me. looking at it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so they started out own and four, end the season five and seven. So they, they figured something out along the way. Um they beat their their big win on the year was against Miami. Um Still, nothing to nothing to truly write home about, but um, I guess it's time to give a prediction in this one, I and mean, I'm going to just
1: say LSU. Uh, before I give my pick, Jack, will you tell me where Jacksonville State is? I know it's in the state of Alabama. I'm okay, assuming I'm it's Jacksonville, Alabama, <laughs> yes, but Jacksonville's yes, not a state.
0: <laughs> I, I Googled it,
1: and Jacksonville is not a state. So, uh, Yeah, I'm going to go LSU here. This is a massive game for Brian Kelly. Um, okay he's basically in a situation where he has to win nine games or he's gonna start off start off with the fan base hating him and Mm -hmm. their season does not have much margin with 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 their roster with everyone else's roster so it's 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 a big one to go out here and get week one yeah for sure in new orleans yeah also, apparently there were people on Twitter that were like, Tiger Nation has already taken over New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> I <not> believe it? <laughs> The Saints right. play, play in the Superdome like, man, the Saints took over New Orleans. <laughs> what does it do with all these Cowboys fans in Dallas, bro? Man, the Dallas, um, Dallas fans took over Fort Worth. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It's like Mississippi State fans being surprised. It's, like, it's like this
1: next game that's coming up. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's exactly that. <laughs> like. But I'm thinking like when Mississippi State plays Texas Tech in Biloxi, we are
1: like, oh, shoot, there's way more maroon than red. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Texas Tech. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yep.
1: All right bring us into our, into our next next to last game. Okay, me. so this game was like weirdly great last year. Oh, uh, we have number mm-hmm. four Clemson going against Georgia Tech and Atlanta. So, mm-hmm. um, how was Cle- I understand that they won like 10 games last year, but how was Clemson number four?
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just Clemson.
1: Okay. That it, makes sense. Uh, they have, well, a, they have case, a
0: slide in their locker room, dude.
1: Well, in that case, I'm picking Clemson. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fighting, yeah, Dabos, I guess. Tiger Nation, that's right. Yeah, they, they won this game
0: against Georgia Tech last year, 14-8. to um, So, that was just a weird game. I remember watching that one and yeah. just thinking that was wacky, huh? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go Clemson in this one just because I, I don't have any faith in Georgia Tech and... It's Clemson. So yeah, um, we've already given our prediction for this last game: Memphis at Mississippi State. Um, remind me your score
1: on this one. Was, I think 45, it was 45-17 or something. Okay, like that.
0: I think I said thirty-one to ten. All right. So um, either way, we're 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 getting a big win. If it, if me and you have anything to say about it, which we don't, um, and. So that's going to do it for our pick'em. We are definitely going to post those picks with our normal post this week. So please DM us your your um, your scores. If you don't get it into us by Thursday, you know what? It's okay. You can still pick like eight of the ten games. So just send them in anyway. Just um, act like you were wrong. And please, if you if you do send in the first two after they've already happened, please get them wrong. Um, <laughs> just just because. Um, yeah. <laughs> we're we're moving into our final segment. Uh, our favorite segment, as always. And that's going to be Instagram questions. Like I said, we were late putting this up, and you guys still came through. So thank you guys so much for that. Um, We got a few of them here, and I'll start reading now. Um, Does Lane start... uh, This is from Jess Cooley, by the way. Does Lane start uh, Jackson Dart because he values social media presence? Probably. Probably so. Honestly. And and then
1: he'll be like, (laughs) Starkles at... I guess I can't say at Jeff Levy at whoever their offensive coordinator is Starker play Altmire.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, why, why are you not playing the guy with less followers? Um, yeah, honestly, that's probably the tiebreaker there. If I had to guess, um, another question from Jess Cooley, why was Mississippi football so hype in the early 2010s? Uh,
1: I believe one team was pay was trying to pay for players, uh, you know, allegedly, uh, Tried to pay for Cam Newton, and mm-hmm. you have to think of that amount came out how much they were giving to some players lesser than Cam Newton, and then the other was giving out. I'm not gonna go into that one, but um, yeah. both teams had good coaches, yeah, pretty honestly. much. That's probably it.
0: Um, a little, a little guy named, named Dak Prescott. Took us to the top spot. I guess that's still early, 2000, early 2010s, yeah, right? that's early 2010s. I mean, 2013, 2014 right there. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Ole Miss State being number one and number three in the country is something that will never happen again. Um, I mean, I hope not. I hope we're forever number one. We just get to, to have all the spotlight. But we know that's not how this works. Um, as soon as we do something, they have to do it. Yeah. Not sure what I'm referring to there. Um, Last question that Jess Cooley sent in. It's, does SEC offense or defense translate better to the NFL?
1: Um, Not really sure. Depends. Defense, no. It's just not complex enough for the NFL because, you know, NFL people get to sit around 365 days a year and think about defense, which I know college coaches do too, but, you know their defenses are more complex but like certain things from uh, college offenses not like uh mississippi state's offense like you take the air raid into the nfl and you'll look like a worse version of cliff cliff kingsbury which yeah. still have no clue how he got an nfl coaching job but yeah.
0: I don't know. i'm sitting here wondering the same thing
1: yeah but I think right. I think certain aspects of uh, SEC offenses have been and will be taken to the NFL.
0: Yeah. Thanks for answering that one because I had no idea how to do that. Um, next question here from Drew Robinson. Did any quarterback that you saw during week zero of the CFB season stick out to you?
1: Yeah, Mike Wright from Vanderbilt. Uh, he, he went 13 for 21, 146 yards passing, two touchdowns and ran for 163 on 13 carries and two touchdowns. Um, Shoot. Vanderbilt has a fun quarterback. <laughs> kind of some Nick Fitz-like numbers there. <laughs> like, maybe That's better. Um, yeah, that, that sounds really fun. I think uh, Tommy DeVito was also good for Illinois. So mm-hmm. so there's that. And then, um, as we know, Casey Thompson was good, and Ryan Holinski had a great game for Northwestern. Like, Yeah, not expected at all, but he went out there and did it. So, I think those are those are my choices.
0: nice. Um, and the last three questions here, all coming from Brooks Taylor. His first one: um, Have you seen the new alternate uniforms, and what are your thoughts? I love it. Yes, I love them. I love them a lot. Uh, I, I hope that the helmet. You know, we wear it for the one game against Bowling Green. Uh, It's not a bad helmet, but I, I don't think it's our best um I, I hope that we wear it that game and don't wear it again i hope we wear the uniforms every game after that yeah like the the, the jerseys uh they're truly awesome and they obviously they're throwbacks
1: but they're like they work for today mm-hmm. so I, I really do hope that we can i think the word is fauxbacks because it's like not actually like a logo or design that we ever use but it's it was like mm-hmm mix from like marketing materials or like parts of one jersey so we kind of like built like our own of that era
0: yeah i mean it's something that i mean a lot of people are unhappy with the banner on the chest and i'm i'm one that i mean yeah i mean i'm probably going to complain about whatever we have at the time like the banner logo i've never thought it was just inherently bad But, but um you know, what? I, I I really do hope that we can stick with just Miss State. It looks really cool. It's unique, and um, it's just something different. So yeah. Um, and I I know we're we're not gonna see it until the Bowling Green game, but it'll be fun if we if we can see it multiple times. All right. Uh, next question. Do you like Hale State leaving the end zone or no? Brooks said personally he he likes the fact that it's leaving
1: um i've never really cared about what the text is in the end zone as long as it's not like dogs where it's like too short to like fill up yeah. an end zone um i think um, mississippi state looks pretty cool on it
0: mm-hmm. i guess yeah I, I like mississippi state in one bulldogs in the other like hail state was fine I'm, I'm not really i don't really care what the end zones say or if, they, if they're painted really i don't i don't care our the grass field looks, looks nice from the from when you are our... there our grass looks good. Usually all of the logos, like midfield and the 25-yard the line logos or whatever, they're all super clean, um, and we just have the best field in the country. So, I mean, it looks cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Falling What?
1: We seem to focus more on our baseball field. Yeah. Is that not what
0: we're talking about here? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd, I'm i not going to be the one who, who thinks that what's written in our end zones or – if they're painted or not, is going to win us more games. But it's it's fun to look at, I guess. Um, and our last question, what will my pick'em record be for the season? This, probably again, 60 and 60. Again, coming from Brooks. Um, I mean, he goes 8 and 10 just about every week. So I'll say 8 times 12 over 10 times 12. I could probably do that real quick.
1: I have him at 60 and 60. I think he's going 500 on the year.
0: I think we are going to go 96 and over 120. Mm-hmm. So that's that's like your fraction. I don't, I'm not doing the other math. Okay. Um, <laughs> I've had enough, enough testing for the week. Don't try to trick me, Brooks. All right. That's all we got for today, Hunter. What else do you have?
1: I think that's it. Ready to get week right. one over with.
0: All right, we're so excited for football to be back. Thank you guys so much for listening up to this point, point. Um, and we're very, very excited for another season of Mississippi State football and another season of Going for Two with Jack Taylor. Thanks so much, and have a great weekend. Hunter, do you like corn? Corn?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Does corn have the juice? Mm-hmm. I wonder if Juice Kiffin likes corn. Probably not. Can dogs digest corn?
1: Probably not. Hmm,
0: that's tough.